Has it ever occurred to you just how incredible grapes are? Now think about it. That little box of raisins your mother packed in your lunch bag was the only fruit that qualified as a dessert. And consider this. When we hear juicy gossip, we say we heard it through the grapevine. We didn't hear it through the apple tree or the berry bush. Grapes are so darn special that the grocery store expects us to snitch a few to ensure quality control. Try doing that with a banana or a pineapple. Admit it, every encounter you've ever had with grapes has been positive. That's why we created Grape Encounters, a place for adults to hang out and focus on the paramount achievement of grapedom. Delicious, irresistible wine. Wine brings people together. It starts conversations. It makes us happy. In fact, wherever there are grapes, there's gorgeous scenery, very cool people, and plenty of laughter. All that being said, let's bring out your guide for this journey. The Wizard of Wine, the Gangster of Grape, David Wilson. Well, I don't know if life is ever going to slow down. It's actually getting stressful because I'm running so fast, going from town to town. And I'll tell you, if you really want stress, you've got to invite Christopher Sawyer on your show, <laughs> the sommelier to the stars. Because if there's anybody that's busier than me, it is you, sir, right? I'm here. I'm here. What do you need me for? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a gas the other day, right? Yes, we did. It was fantastic. We were at, let's see, what's the official name of the event? That was the Press Democrat Food and Wine Extravaganza, but... The real thing was it was the North Coast Wine Challenge, and it's a competition that we do earlier in the year, and this was the rewards to all the great wineries to be there, 90-plus wineries that were there, that you got to travel around and meet a lot of these great people, and 30 great chefs. I mean, so, wow, what a bonus. So what I thought was really super interesting about this event is that Every wine, for the most part, was a gold medal winner, right? That's correct. So yep. it wasn't there. There was no filtering through the wines trying to find the good ones because these were all great. They were all great. There was one, the Roth Heritage Cabernet was the best of the best of the best, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, the rest were all golds or double is golds. That, is that actually a real title, the best of the best well, of the best it, of the it best? One double gold and it won the best of all wines, and that's above the whites, uh, pinks, sparkling wines as well. And it also won the best of Sonoma County. So there are technically three categories it won in. So let me tell you a little something about that Roth Cabernet. Yeah. Okay. You know, we had a wine bar. Yeah. Which I don't do anymore. Right. I'm so glad I don't do I, it I was, anymore. I've been there. I can, I can vouch for I mean, it. It's really like did I love, my, I love my customers and I, there's a lot that I loved about it, but it's taxing oh, yeah. on your body. But the, put that aside. There's some great people. It's a whole family, like a family of five now that runs it. So it takes five people to replace me, Christopher Sawyer. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. We carried that wine, yep. that Roth Cabernet. And I said the first time I tasted that wine, and this is some years ago now, and I tasted that and I said, OMG, this wine is ridiculously underpriced. I don't remember what the exact price was. 
Uh, it's gone up a little since then. <laughs> uh, it, it could go up tenfold, and that'd probably be okay. That wine was priced at a ridiculous price, and I, I would tell people, they'd say, well, can I get a decent Cabernet for a decent price? And I'd say, oh, man, you got to try this wine here. And they're going, how could it be good at that price? I say, trust me. Yeah. You know what I did? Yeah. I sold it for too much. Oh. I, you know what? I had to, because uh, here's why. And it's not like I was trying to rip anybody off, but I marked it up a bit more because people have this psychological barrier that if it's under a certain price, they don't take it seriously, especially with a Cabernet Sauvignon. Isn't that right? Yeah. Okay. So I did. So I did. I mean, we we found it this time. I mean, out of over 2,000 wines that were submitted to this competition this year, it set itself apart. So, I mean, you had some really great judges there. I mean, you're like the best judges of Northern California that were there. Um, I mean, I was with Heidi Barrett, who's like probably the best winemaker in Northern California. And she um, and I agreed that this was the best wine. And, and we sent it into the big um, sweepstakes round and it won. All the rest of the judges felt the same way. So that's why it had its own tent the other day. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Remember, it was in its own tent. Okay. And you must have been keeping Heidi Barrett under wraps because I never saw her there. But you have all your bodyguards and stuff that follow you around. Is that? Did you do that just to no, keep her to yourself? No, 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 no. Heidi probably was actually probably doing something other than being there. She lives in Napa Valley, and this was in Sonoma County. It's just over the hill, but sometimes these things happen. Heidi is just a, a wonderful human being, and I'm so glad to um, you know call her my great friend. Take one minute and give some family background so people who don't know. Yeah, so understand. Heidi Barrett for everyone out there. You know her family lineage is really great. If you guys ever had. Um, Hardy Burgundy back in the old days. Her dad basically invented that wine. She came out of University of California, Davis, where I did too. But she went to um, right into Napa Valley and she got there in 1985. I remember she was working at Beeler Winery. She actually made a white Zinfandel that was dry, which was crazy back then. You just don't make dry versions of this, but she did. She went on to start working as a consultant for all these wineries and she started winning 100 point scores on all these wines. She's won more 100 point scores than any person in, in wine in America. How, and how, how many is that? I think it's like 12. But it's like a, it's a large number, and it's kind of crazy. But you know, you look at some of these wineries that she put on the map. I mean, that's the bigger thing. She just cares about quality. She is an amazingly intellectual person, but she's a down to earth person too, and that's why I love hanging out with her. She's also married to Bo Barrett. If anyone remembers a brand called Chateau Montalena, uh, oh, which I think, won, I think I've heard of it. <laughs> which won this uh, thing called the 1976 Paris Tasting, where American wines won over <laughs> the French. And it's amazing her her life and and why it was amazing to have her as a judge with me right there on the panel, just three of us, and and she was one of them. Can I tell you something that's yep. just awful? Yes. So Sunday, I went to a tasting at a winery here and I was invited to be their guest and the person who took care of us was uh, quite full of herself. I'm not going to mention any names. Okay. I'm just going to tell you that she started talking about the judgment of Paris and had all the details wrong. Oh my. And then I tried to set her straight. Yeah. Because Mike Gergich is a dear friend of mine and I did um, a comprehensive piece with him that corrected all the misunderstandings and this was some years ago he's the man that made the wine well yeah he's the man that made the wine right and this woman was who had worked at this place which is a very good winery was insisting 
that what I was saying was incorrect. Oh, boy. I tell you, you know what? It's like... There, there is a movie that talks about this whole thing, and it is completely wrong. It is completely um, wrong. And, and I don't want to promote and, it. No, no, no. It's Let's just say it's shockingly wrong. Yeah. And <laughs> if you guys saw that movie, you, you know wanna see, that's a joke. It's actually, by the way, a good movie. That's the problem. That's the problem. It's got good characters and stuff. And I and I believe me, they st- stayed at our hotel when it was filmed, and I got to hang out with... Bill Pullman and Chris Pine and all these people, and I had a great dinner with them that night. But to be really honest, um, Mike Gergich not only made that wine and sourced the fruit himself, but he also didn't get the, the merits he deserved. So he decided to leave, and he got involved with Austin Hills, who's an amazing man. Uh, if you guys know Hills Brothers Coffee, yes, um, that's kind of where it goes. And just a couple uh, vintages later, he won the only time, it, like the biggest competition of wines that had ever been done in America was done in Chicago a couple of years later. And he won with the Chardonnay in that one. So the man is pretty consistent in winning. He's a winner. Hashtag winning. So, so I can say this, though. So we've mentioned three names now. We're going to take a break. We've mentioned Roth. Okay. Yes. We've mentioned Chateau Montalena. Yes. And we've mentioned Gergich Hills. Okay. Yep. I can say very comfortably. And Heidi Barrett. Don't right. forget her. And I can say very comfortably, you see any of those labels on a wine shop shelf, don't worry about buying them because you're going to make a good purchase. Yes. Those are indeed. great, great wines. Even Chateau Montalene, even without my Gergich. Exactly. Okay, and so. La, La Serena is uh, Heidi Barrett's wines, too. La Serena. La Serena. How do you spell Serena? Is it S I R E N A? La Serena. La Serena. Okay, well, La Wilsona <laughs> and La Soya are going to take a little break here, have a little sip, make a little love, get down tonight. Well, we'll make love to the microphone. You've been listening to too much crazy music, my friend. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I've spent two days out of this last week with Norman Greenbaum. I know. <laughs> we sang. Next week, we're going to oh be God. on the air, and we sing together, Spirit in the Sky, together. Oh, my gosh. It's just terrible. It's yeah. my fault, though. Yeah. Okay, back with more Grape Encounters right after this, and my very special guest, he is the sommelier. That's how you say it, by the way. Sommelier. Like, yay, to the stars. Christopher Sawyer. He's a madman, but everybody loves him. But uh, don't go to events with him because you need to bring a crowbar to separate him from whoever he's talking to much. at any given moment. I'm going to give you, you know what. All right, back with more Grave Encounters after this. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Grape Encounters with David Wilson. We offer something for everyone. Unfortunately, we're not allowed to offer free wine. That's what your friends are for. At MM Organics, we're surrounded by health nuts. That's because we're obsessed with lowering blood pressure, cholesterol, and the risk of cancer. We want to make weight loss easier and help you strengthen everything from your heart to your teeth, nails, and hair. Full disclosure, those health nuts are actually dry farmed heirloom certified organic raw walnuts. Rich with essential vitamins and nutrients, they're vastly superior to other nuts. Imagine 
Walnuts can actually lower stress and boost your brain power. No wonder MM Organics customers are so darn smart. MMOrganics.com is where you'll find our uniquely irresistible raw walnuts, walnut butter, oil and flour, sprouted flavored walnuts, and decadent fair trade chocolate covered walnuts, which pair beautifully with our legendary two horse port style wine. MMOrganics.com eating any other nuts is just plain nuts. And this edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine and More. One of the absolute best ways I'm able to discover the latest and greatest Cabernet, Chardonnay, or artisan spirit is to go exploring at Total Wine and More. A whole lot more. Like the smile of an expert eager to help you find a new favorite. And the confidence of knowing there's something special everywhere you look. Plus, the freedom to discover a mind-blowing selection at totally low prices online at TotalWine.com. Where you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Please drink responsibly. Be 21. you know what? I'm in a beautiful hotel room with the sommelier to the stars. Unfortunately, he's not my type, but uh, we're recording together because we have been on the run, both of us, the last week and trying to rendezvous and I really needed to sum some things up with with Christopher Sawyer, sommelier to the stars. Well, welcome to Petaluma, California. (laughs) I love it. So let me me say where I'm at. I got to say a word or two about food here, okay? So I'm in the hotel Petaluma. Old hotel. It's like over 100 years Old. Yeah, it goes way back. No, I think it's 99 years old, actually. Actually, I was yeah. looking at a sign, and it's really cool what they've done with it. Rooms are a little on the small side, at least mine is. Yeah, I yeah. didn't pay the full toll. I had a, a turn around last night, so I went out in the hallway and did that and came back in. <laughs> but they made hotel rooms smaller in those days anyway, right? Yep. Now, you are from Petaluma, and yep. this is like not just wine country, it's apple country too, right? Actually, pear, apples, pretty much everything. You know, at one point before, you know, the turn of last century, it was one of the highest per capita places. It's because it's got a river that ships to San Francisco before there was this thing called the Golden Gate Bridge. So, you know, this is a very wonderful area, and that's why, you know, a lot of these old buildings here. They're like Victorians uh, and stuff right oh, here, yeah, right? Exactly. Oh, it's a beautiful place. Can you afford a house here these days? or is it just not after the pandemic because everyone from San Francisco with a lot of money moved here (laughs) okay got it so I got to eat a couple of days ago at a restaurant you're involved with yep called the The Gravenstein Grill the the Gravenstein Grill that's named after the Gravenstein Apple see I told you it was Apple Country which I don't think I even told you this but Luther Burbank we went to the Luther Burbank Event Center is where we were at the other day for that amazing food and wine extravaganza but Luther Burbank Burbank is the one that created the Gravenstein apple. He is an amazing horticulturalist, and he invented a lot of things that you guys don't know. I mean, we're talking russet potatoes and all sorts of things that, you know, like for these apples and these different species of these kinds of fruits and vegetables, he was actually one that did a lot of that. See, I thought, at least rumor was, that he invented the Luther lemon and the Burbank banana. Well, he does. He did all sorts of things. Yeah. <laughs> all kinds of things like that. So your restaurant was delicious. Thank you. And we, we really didn't eat anything really fancy. We had a burger. Yeah, it was which was like a burger, burger. <laughs> a burger that if you wanted a burger for your last meal, yeah. this is definitely the burger. Yeah. And you could share it with your family. Yeah. Just one burger. Yeah. It's pretty big. It's big. And then there was an appetizer that had some kind of fish in it. 
It was a tuna tartare with an avocado base, and it was so damn delicious. We got two of them, and there were only four people, so that tells you a little bit about that. And uh, we were drinking fine beverages, too, and we also had a little gratin, which was a really good little That thing. had fish in it, too. Yeah, That's, fish in yeah. it as well, and that was amazing. That was amazing. So, Gravenstein, cod, is yeah. it Steen or Stein? Steen. Gravenstein Grill. Yes. That's Sebastopol, isn't it? That is correct. It's a very cool agricultural town. You know, a lot of the places that are the hipster new restaurants and all of these places there, they're called in the Barlow. And the Barlow, <laughs> in the old days, was a bunch of canneries for apples and, and something and produce. Well, I, I, I'm just going to say this, that we have been roaming around mostly Sonoma County. We did a little bit in Napa a couple weeks ago. So we had a, a good chance this past 10 days to really explore Sonoma County and I think what's so cool about it is it's super down home there's tons of these restaurants that you're talking about that they're chefs that are getting started and they are very very cutting edge guys and gals that are doing amazing things so just look for a restaurant out in the country I I guarantee you it's going to be good yeah we we have expectations for people to put in restaurants here you know they got to be pretty darn good or they're not going to last very long and with good reason you know this is uh, when you come to these areas Napa and Sonoma, we we really do have something special here. And it wasn't us that decided that it was, um, you know, the predecessors to us that were really amazingly talented and and a lot of, you know, first time uh, Americans that came here and said, this is as good as anything we have in Europe. And they weren't wrong. I I mean, we continue to expand on this. And I think that Sonoma County, which is about three or four times bigger than Napa Valley, and a lot of people don't understand that Napa only produces about four to uh, seven percent of the wine in California and you know we produce a lot more here in Sonoma County but there's also much more land here you know that's not even yeah, used no, yet no. so it's crazy and there's a, a great deal to see I stayed for four nights and five days at the Inn in at, the, at tides. the Tides yeah oh man he were at a great is place Bodega Bay yeah okay I went there without a car don't do that okay it's because a long you, ways you will not there. be able to get around because there are no Ubers out there just right. forget about it forget about the movies. it but what a gorgeous, gorgeous area. Unbelievable. I'm going to say this, that I found that I could get rooms at a fairly reasonable price around here, but you got to scout them out. And if you think you're going to get a great room that's overlooking the bay for cheap, it's probably not going to happen. Not going to happen, no. Bring bring a tent, but it's wonderful. Now, (laughs) you talked about people coming from Europe, and now it's as good as anything in Europe. I am getting a lot of messages on Facebook and social media. Christopher, I have to clear something up for a second here yeah people are going why aren't you in italy i'm just getting like i'm getting taken down by a bunch of people i had friends that were writing me at like one o'clock in the morning because i wrote something about this great restaurant that's across the street from this hotel that nobody seems to know about I'll, i'll talk about that in a second Oh, well, I'll just say, incredible fried chicken. Okay. Coming back to that. Yeah. Anyway, people are saying, why aren't you in Italy? Here's the answer to that question. I came here because I had three or four projects I really needed to wrap up. And then some other opportunities presented themselves. And then one other thing happened. I ran into a little bit of problem with my visa ah. and my MasterCard. No, no way. <laughs> and I, no, a little, a little visa problem. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'm on my way back. Yeah. No, I'm going back in two weeks. Okay, I'm great. heading back. 
But by way of Albania. I'm go- yeah, here, why, are you sh- why are you shaking your head? Listen to this guy. Like He's just birth- all over the it's place. It's like the birthplace of wine. So I'm going to Albania, and I probably am going to go to Croatia as well. Okay. All right? Maybe even Montenegro. But I got to- I love Montenegro. You know, as long as I'm going back, I'm yeah, just kind of- I'm going to loop through a couple of other countries, and then we'll be back in Italy, and then I'll, I'll be in Italy for at least three months before my next trip, yep. and that's it. So yep. I'm doing it, and I'm sorry. I know I, I said I was going to be there more, but things happen, things and happen. I had some great opportunities. Now, one of the great opportunities that I had, and I need to talk about it, Christopher Sawyer, yep. is I was down in San Diego. Now, yes. I talked about it a Love little San bit, Diego. but I missed a couple of things that I really want to chat with, and I know you know the area, so yep. uh, we're going to talk about that in just a second. And I'm going to reveal one of the absolute best fried chicken restaurants I've ever eaten at right here in Sonoma County, right here in Petaluma, and nobody's talking about it. I went to the front desk of the hotel. I said, yeah. what's a good place to eat around here within a block or so? And they're like, oh, there's this noodle shop down there. Oh, there's a little Italian thing. on the." Anyway, they mentioned all these restaurants, yeah. and uh, none of it just kind of hit yeah, me, yeah, right? Yeah. So I go out, and I start looking on my own. Yeah. I find this restaurant. Guess how far it is from the hotel? It's completely kitty corner from the hotel. It's 100 feet away. Yep. It's really just 100 feet away. Yep. It is... Southern style. It is strong. Yeah. It is strong. Coming on strong. Oh, my gosh. It's only been there four months, so of course the hotel doesn't know about it. Guys, get your act together. Exactly. This is a great restaurant. Be back with Grape Encounters. Christopher Sawyer, Sommelier to the Stars, one of my best friends in the whole wide world. More next. Smoke from increasing wildfires is tainting wine grapes, and vineyard executives are looking for new ways to adapt. Pure Fresh Wines O3 technology helps vineyards overcome the problems caused by wildfire smoke by treating grapes pre-crush to improve fermentation and overall wine quality, as well as removing smoke taint. For the typical winery, saving a full harvest of grapes with Pure Fresh Wine costs only 10 cents per bottle. O3 technology has been approved by the FDA and USDA. It leaves no residue and uses no chemicals. It provides many benefits to wineries, including the removal of sulfur, pesticides, and fungicides pre-crush, the reduction of bad bacteria and mold issues, an improvement in roundness and fruit-forward palate notes, and so much more. Most importantly, it safely and naturally breaks down smoke taint molecules to save grapes from damage. Rescue your harvest from smoke taint. Visit purefreshwine.com today. When you discover a new favorite bottle of Chardonnay, sparkling wine, or artisan spirit at Total Wine & More, you'll discover a whole lot more. Like the friendly smile of an expert guide, ready to help you find that perfect bottle. And the confidence of knowing you just found something really special. Explore the wondrous selection and totally low prices at TotalWine.com, where you'll find what you love and love what you find. Please drink responsibly. Be 21. This edition of Grape Encounters is brought to you by Total Wine and More. When you discover a new favorite bottle of Chardonnay, sparkling wine, or craft spirit at Total Wine and More, you'll discover a whole lot more. Like the confidence of knowing you just found something really special. So explore the wondrous selection at TotalWine.com, where you'll find what you love and love what you find. Please drink responsibly. Be 21. Man, I tell you, I have so much to cover. I have squeezed in so much life 
in such a short period of time. And I have done some of that with Christopher Sawyer, sommelier to the stars. You know what? When you and I first met years ago, you were a lot more accessible, just so you know. <laughs> you know, it was easy. Just, hey, Chris, want to be on the radio? Yeah. Now, hey, Chris, want to be on the radio? Well, let me check my media <laughs> schedule and see. Let's see. I've got CNN at such and such a time. And also, okay, don't forget yeah. my son. <laughs> he just graduated from seventh grade, going into eighth grade, and his birthday was the other day. So... A little stressful of a week, but yes, I, I am a little busy these days. So I, I, I'm not, and I know I've ragged you twice already on the show about this, but you've got to walk around with Chris Sawyer with one of those like poles with a hook on the end of it <laughs> if you're going to go to an event because every single person knows him, every single person loves him, every single person wants to talk to him, and guess what? He's not going to disappoint his minions right that's just the way that goes man okay i like people what's wrong with that well there's nothing wrong with it except when i'm waiting for you it's like gosh anyway so let's jump back in next week by the way we are going to have my interview with a folk legend here from sonoma county norma greenbaum yeah spirit in the sky yep i actually sing Spirit in the Sky with him. We pre-recorded the interview. I was with him. I went for an hour, you know, an hour, hour and a half. I was there like 10 hours. We're like best buds now. Me and Norman. Number one, one hit wonder of all time. Spirit in the Sky. Crazy thing. This guy, he is a kick. So we're going to do that. But I was down in San Diego and I went to San Diego on a wine trip. And I know a lot of people would probably say San Diego isn't a wine place, but they'd be really super wrong. And the thing that I was trying to emphasize, Christopher, with this trip is that there are pockets in America, well, all over the world, really, of opportunity for wine enthusiasts. And I think San Diego might be one of the best pockets around for a couple of reasons. One, because they're making good wine down there. Yeah. I think they told me that they have over 100 wineries now. And why San Diego is San Diego is because most people would associate it with uh, flip-flops and beer in the old days. And to be really honest, it's changed. This food culture has really blown up in San Diego. And I want to say this right here and give a nice plug to all my fellow judges. The Toast of the Coast wine competition that I judge at the Del Mar Fairgrounds and that's where you know Bing Crosby built this basically you know amazing horse racing coliseum and uh, we sit there and we judge these wines from not only down there get this everyone we judge them from all over America and especially California and Washington and Oregon San Diego wines do stand out and there's a lot of little small boutique wineries in there that you'd be surprised and these wines yeah they do get some from up here but they yeah. but they grow some great fruit yeah they do too. they do and, and if you get out near Escondido, that's there's right. all that kinds correct. of wineries down well, there. Well, there's becoming a whole thing. We've learned how to farm here in California. So Pinot P- Noir is in. Things like Nebbiolo and other things that can grow in these kind of a little bit more coastal areas are really on the rise right now. And I think the San Diego area is really on the groove right now. That's why I can't wait to get back down there again later this year. And, you know, one of the great things, I, I got to say this uh, for them, and especially the San Diego Tourism Bureau is congratulations. Congratulations for getting your ads on the San Francisco Giants network because I hear it all the time and, and you know the Padres and the Giants play each other but the fact is that everyone wants to go to San Diego <laughs> and it's awesome and it just reminds me right. every time. So let me tell you we went down there I featured a couple of uh, wineries week before last. But I wanted to mention, you know, we stayed at some really interesting places. I didn't get a chance to really talk about it. But one of those places that we went to was down in, you know, where little Italy is? 
I love Little Italy. It's yeah. very close to the airport, everyone. You fly in, you can go to Little Italy very fast. It is amazing. There is just all kind of stuff down there. And I just had an absolute ball. I stayed at the Carte Hotel. Yeah. And oh, yeah. it is a, a Hilton property. Yeah. And it's fairly new. It's just a couple of years old. You talk about luxury. I was just blown away. And, you know, why I'm even talking about this is because this hotel has a bar and lounge yep. up on the roof. Yep. And they had the coolest menu, wine menu. Yep. And it's so nice to open up a wine menu that not only had a lot of local San Diego yeah. wines, yeah. okay, had wines from other places, but paid homage to Mexico. That is awesome. And I'm telling you, we should just offer it a buy Baja. Maybe we could trade Greenland for it. Oh, we don't own Greenland. Well, actually, I would say even go past Baja now. It's not just about Baja. I got to judge uh, the Selección uh, Mexico competition, which is an international competition. We got to go down there last year and kind of go to the kind of interior area, a couple hours above Mexico City. And man, I was tasting some great wines there, too. So there's a lot more about Mexico than anyone knows. And once again, San Diego is right on the border in the boundary of America with those kinds of areas, especially Baja right there. So it's kind of like sometimes I, I call us um, in California like Baja, Oregon, just because, you know, we're below. Yeah, Oregon, li <laughs> Oregon likes when you say that yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you. So I stayed at the Carte Hotel. I was just there one night. I wished I could have stayed there at 10. A super modern hotel. Amazingly crazy. Anyway, go up to the roof. Have a good time. Food's really good there. They got a place called Watercolors. There's pretty wow, good. cool. And a really good food that's there. It, I also went, okay, the tourism authority, I uh, didn't mention this place, yeah. but I found myself, I got to talk about this before I go to break. I found myself also near that area is a hotel called the Lafayette Hotel and Swim Club. Oh. And it's like one of these places that Marilyn and all the celebrities hung out at, and they built the pool kind of for Johnny Weissmuller. Yeah. Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and they would just swing from a vine from one of the upper floors. And no, uh, they have rooms that go all the way around the pool. I don't know what it is. It was built in the 40s. I don't know what it is. You walk through those doors, you're in the 40s. Wow. It is the strangest feeling I have ever had walking. It, it's not like they're trying to recreate the 40s. They just have made sure that this place has never changed. And the servers are all walking around in like Tarzan print stuff. Yep. And they look like sort of out of the Flintstones, really. Yep. Okay. And the food in the restaurants, absolutely killer. There are these ballrooms, the hotel rooms. My hotel room was huge. And then double doors open open out to the pool and what was super strange about this christopher mm. everybody's like meeting everybody i've never seen people socialize like they do in that place wow it's anyway but all these wine bars in that area yeah. that's the other thing and a really good wine list in the hotel. Really good. It's happening in San Diego, everyone. It is what it is. You know, we've moved on and San Diego has made huge strides. I have amazing food every time I go down there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm meeting all these, you know, great restaurateurs and all. I mean, a lot of the small A's yeah. I know. But it's just so great. You know, I've even got a distributor friend down there that sells wine. He's killing it, you know, because he's got so many clients down there. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. There's one other place I want to mention 
in a second. We got to take a little break. But I, I had what I think is one of those experiences, culinary experiences. It was easily one of the three best of my life. Wow. In San Diego. Wow. One of the three absolute best. Yeah. I'll tell you what that is in just a second. And you know what's really interesting about my five star experience? is that I had it while participating in the special opportunity that the Wine Institute's put together. Specifically, they're encouraging wine enthusiasts to get off the beaten path and pair their wine tasting and exploration with a visit to one of several of our magnificent state and national parks. In my particular case, I went to San Diego to visit Torrey Pines, which is adjacent to La Jolla. Let me tell you, this park is so magnificent, so breathtaking, so magical that it really does take your breath away. The park has easy walking trails for everyone, including kids, and more advanced trails for your hardcore hikers. In case you're not familiar with Torrey Pines, Torrey Pines State Natural Reserve is located on the cliffs above Torrey Pines State Beach. It's a 1,750-acre reserve dedicated to preserving its namesake, the Torrey Pine Tree, and other indigenous wildlife in its native environment. It's considered to be a very rare coastal wilderness of pine forests and sandstone canyons, and I can honestly tell you that once you're in the park, you're not going to want to leave. So there, we're going to spend just a, a touch more time with Mr. Sawyer, Christopher Sawyer, sommelier to the stars. Yeah, you know, he takes care of the Getty wine cellar. You know, Getty. They they invented spaghetti, didn't they? <laughs> no. Not quite. Okay. They invented like railroads and stuff that connected okay. the United States right. together. But All anyway. right. We'll be back with Christopher in just a second because we're going to get kicked out. We're actually going to get kicked out of our temporary studio here on the road because we're running a little bit late. But that's okay because it would be really cool to have them like like manhandling us as we're going up the year would that be great like get off of me you let go of my leg okay (laughs) maybe not (laughs) back with more in just a sec Something amazing happened to me the other day at Total Wine and More. I found my new favorite Cabernet Sauvignon at a totally low price. As soon as I picked it up, it felt like, aha, I knew it was the one. So go explore their wondrous selection and you'll feel it too. Because at Total Wine and More, you'll find what you love and love what you find. Download the Total Wine app or visit TotalWine.com. But please drink responsibly. Be 21. There aren't too many people that I wish I could be, but sometimes I say, I wish I could be Christopher Sawyer. You get more free wine than I do. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? Well, it's not about free wine. It's about being around great people that make great wine. Oh, then I should be happy because you probably like being around me. I do. Okay, let's just be ourselves. Okay, Christopher, I wanted to tell you about one other place that I went to. I went down to a suburb of San Diego called La Jolla. Okay, La Jolla. I know. I just, I just, <laughs> my friends in La Jolla get a little irritated when I said La Jolla. La Jolla. But okay, so this is sort of like a, I guess we could call it sort of a cliffside town. Listen, just bring money, okay? Yeah. Don't do what I did. I let my debit card get a little low because La Jolla is going to cost you. You watch the valets. You don't need to go to a car show. Just go to a nice restaurant and watch the valet parking, right? They make a lot of money, those valets. So I get invited to stay 
at a hotel that I can't tell you how amazing it was. It's called the Grand Colonial Hotel. Yes. On Prospect, which is kind of a main drag through La Jolla. And you're looking out at the ocean, and there's a lot of these little boutique hotels there. Yeah. If you're looking for good wine, there's good wine all over the place there. Yep. It's just everywhere. But the Grand Colonial Hotel is, well, it's about 15 minutes north of downtown San Diego. It's the only four-diamond hotel in La Jolla Village. And it is like super European, super intimate, super boutique. It's got the coolest views you've ever seen. They put me down in the kind of a lower building that's really closer yeah. to the ocean. Gave me a suite. Oh, wow. <gasps> oh, my gosh. It was amazing. And you could go like up to the roof and sit on a chaise lounge and nobody there to even bother you. This is the most beautiful hotel I've just about ever been in. But then I went to the restaurant and the restaurant is called 910. Okay. Yep. I. I've been there. You've been there? Yeah. I sat in the. The bar is great too. They make some damn good. Yeah. That's exactly right. They make. It's almost like some, a Jamaican kind of uh, thing going on. That's there. right. Because I said to the bartender, I said, what Jamaican? Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty funny, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, I had the best time. The wine director is a guy named Chris Russo. Yep. If you don't know Chris, go meet Chris. He's a good guy. I have never seen better service. First of all, Chris walked me through a bunch of their rare wines. So you can taste some rare wines there. Oh, yes. It's an amazing wine list for certain. But the other thing is they fed me. Yes. And a lot of times in a highfalutin restaurant like that, you're going to go out hungry. I hate that, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Not this time. Not Chris Russo. You know, he's not really a waiter, but he served me so we could talk. We became like best buds. So he brings out as an appetizer a variation on pork belly. I'm not even going to try to describe it other than to say, you know, pork belly is one of those things. If it's done wrong, it's like, uh, if it's done right, it's like you can't even talk. Yep. And that's how this pork belly was. It was so unbelievably delicious. I just sat there and I thought, I don't really want any more dinner. I want two or three more orders of the pork belly. Although the first order I got was plentiful. What does Christopher Sawyer pair with pork belly? Oh, pork belly. Mm, a little bit more stout Pinot Noir would be a nice one just to start with. Really? Um, yeah. Because of all that grease? Well, it's not grease. Yeah. It's just fattiness, you know, and, and uh, fatty is good. And, you know, why do we not cut it off a lot of steaks? Because it's good. It's delicious, you guys. You know, why is um, a prime rib a prime rib? Because it's got that um, little bit of fattiness to it. You know, and why well, is... Well, pork um, belly is basically yeah. all fat. Yeah, but it's an amazing thing when you can really taste that flavor, but you also don't want to overpower it with the bigger kind of red. There's some great white wines out there, too, that would be good. It just depends on their preparation. I mean, it doesn't all taste the same, and that's why everyone has their own style of pork belly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I had about like five more courses that night. I won't do them one by one, but it was an astonishing meal. Yeah, Chris Russo is very good, amazingly talented in that restaurant. And I mean, they've got a great reputation. Another one that I really like too is the, you know, the Marine Room and the Sommelier there and Chris Russo know each other very, very well. It's a good Sommelier community down there. And uh, I really enjoy those kinds of things. The Marine Room obviously is a little bit well known for fish products because it's its window actually looks at the ocean and when it is a stormy night and the waves are crashing, they're crashing into the window and it is made to be fitted for that, which is really something. You almost feel like you're underwater sometimes. Okay, now there's one more place I got to mention in La Jolla because it was easily one of the coolest places I've ever been to and it's called Puesto La Jolla. 
Puesta La Jolla. It is a taco joint. Okay. Ooh, now it we're is, talking. It is, it is huge. Okay. It's yeah. a huge place. They use a lot of technology to manage things very well. Their, their specialty drinks off the hook. Their wine list, very good. But what they do basically is tacos. They do all the tacos on a purple tortilla. Yeah. Okay. And then the tacos will be like a filet mignon taco, a prawn taco. And I'm talking about monster prawns yeah. and things like that really crazy expensive things okay i think there's even a lobster taco or something they're not cheap okay but they're actually i think they're only really about 12 dollars a taco that's great but i mean they put a big chunk of filet mignon oh i know they even have like a pot roast taco or something like that (laughs) anyway that's mostly what they serve okay they have some salads a few things but they really want to just focus on one thing really really good with incredibly crazy delicious ingredients I've never had anything like it. Wow. Never had anything like it. It's Puesto La Jolla. So I don't know. I don't no matter where you live in America or in the world, call Uber Eats yep. and see if they'll deliver something from Puesto La Jolla to you. Probably not. But it's it's easily the best taco place I've ever eaten at. Wow. By far. Wow. And I'm including all the places I've eaten in Mexico. Sorry, Mexico. These guys just they just decided they're gonna do something crazy amazing. And it's crazy amazing. That's wonderful. It's so good. Service is so good there too. Oh, look at there. I got it pulled up right here on TripAdvisor. Look how many stars that is. It's almost five stars. Wow. It's just because one person doesn't like, they said, well, my, my tortilla was purple. I ain't eat nothing purple. I don't eat purple food. And then they gave them a, like a one. Yeah. And they, so yeah. they would have had perfect fives Darn. otherwise. Okay. Probably not because they've already had over a thousand, eleven hundred. Don't send them reviews. to eat Peruvian restaurants then and have, have more potatoes because they're usually purple. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't like planchins, by the way. Can I just say that? I don't yeah. like them. I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> I don't really like them. Anyway, planchins, not for me. <laughs> Okay, Christopher, guess what? What? We're done. Oh, no, no, no. Say it isn't so. (laughs) No, they're knocking at the door right now. Mr. Wilson, you've got to get out of there. Oh, they're calling for us now. (laughs) That's enough. You said you'd be done. Well, we're done. Not quite. Okay, just hold for us just a second. We'll be out there. Christopher Sawyer's in here. Oh, Mr. Sawyer? Sorry to bother you. (laughs) All right, that's going to do (laughs) it. That's going to do it for Grape Encounters this week. Thank you, Christopher Sawyer, you for being it. here. You got it. Thank you for I having me, David. i to say goodbye to you now. I'm not going to see you again no. for many, many months again. Oh, no, man. And I just hate uh, interviewing you from Italy because I have to wake up at like 3 in the morning. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back next week with Grape Encounters. It's a special edition of Grape Encounters. One of my heroes, Norman Greenbaum, who sang Spirit in the Sky. Yeah, what's that got to do with wine? Well, you know what? We make it work on Grape Encounters. Absolutely. Are you following Grape Encounters on social media yet? You're not? Well, you should be. It's the best way to hear the latest, juiciest, unfiltered wine stories. It's also the single best way to keep our unpretentious, decidedly different wine conversations going strong. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Grape Encounters. For tons of content on Facebook, you'll want to join our Grape Encounters radio group page. Or if LinkedIn is more your thing, connect with me by typing Grape Encounters Radio or Grape Encounters David in the search bar. Here's the deal. The more you click, the more I'll pour.